Go thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Hello, people. All right, hey, this is Matthew West again. Truth be told, we're going to open it up with this. By number one, you're supposed to have it all together. We played this last night, and I thought it was so impactful. When they ask how you're doing, just smile and tell them, never better. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm great. Yeah, I am. Line number two, everybody's life is perfect except yours. So keep your messes and your wounds and your secrets safe with you behind closed doors. The truth be told. The truth is rarely told. I say I'm fine, yeah, I'm fine, oh, I'm fine, hey, I'm fine, but I'm not. I'm broken, and when it's out of control, I say it's under control, but it's not. And you know it. I don't know why it's so hard to admit it, when being honest is the only way to fix it. There's no failure, no fall, there's no sin you don't already know. So let the truth be told. Truth be told is the name of the song, just so you know. There's a sign on the door, it says come as you are, but I doubt it. And if you're going to stay in, please share the show out, okay? Because if we live like that was true, every Sunday morning pew would be crowded. Yep. But didn't you say church should look more like a hospital? Good evening. A safe place for the sick, the sinner and the scarred and the prodigal like me. Well, truth be told, the truth is rarely told. Oh, am I the only one who says I'm fine? Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine. Hey, I'm broken and when it's out of control i say it's under control but it's not and you know it i don't know why it's so hard to admit it when being honest is the only way to fix it there's no failure no fall there's no sin you don't already know so let the truth be told can i really stand here unashamed Jerry. I say I'm fine, yeah, I'm fine, oh, I'm fine, hey, I'm fine, but I'm not. I'm broken, and when I'm out of control, I say it's under control, but it's not. And you know it, I don't know why it's so hard to admit it, when being honest is the only way to fix it. There's no failure, no fall, there's no sin, you don't know. Sin you don't already know. So let the truth 
There you go. Okay, so that's Matthew West. It's his new song called Truth Be Told, which is really, really resonating with, with listeners like, uh, you know, all over the world. There are probably, well, there's almost one million views on this song on YouTube. So it tells you that the song has really uh, resonated with, with, you know, probably millions of people because it already has almost a million views on YouTube. So check it out. If you're on my text message list, I texted you the direct link over there to YouTube. You can go down there and, and listen to to your little heart's content. Also, I want to tell you tonight's show is brought to you by Ariel Ministries. Don't forget, Ariel is our main sponsor of this show. You can go to ariel.org, A-R-I-E-L dot org, and you can save 20% when you use that coupon code Bible News at their store. And there is great Bible teaching material there from a Messianic Jewish perspective. And if you don't know what that is, let me just tell you really fast, a Messianic Jewish perspective is the perspective of a Jewish person who believes that Yeshua, also known as Jesus Christ, is their personal Messiah, um, is the Messiah of Israel. And this is the big debate within, um, within the Jewish community. The big debate between the Orthodox Jews and the Messianic Jews is, is if Jesus was really the long-awaited Messiah that Israel was waiting for, you know, the Orthodox Jews are like, well, we'll see when he comes back again. If it's the first time or the second time, the Messianic Jews are like, it was him the first time. And so this is why a lot of Jews have problems with Christ because they, their eyes are blinded, right? Because we're in the times of the Gentiles still. And, you know, the eyes of the Jews were blinded uh, during, during the time of Christ, actually, and then the times of the Gentiles came in, which meant that the gospel would go forth into all the world and all of those who are not Jewish, a.k.a. Gentiles, um, would be preached the gospel until the end when the last Jews will actually hear the gospel and then that will herald the return of Christ and um, the, the planting, if you will, or the coming of the Messianic millennial kingdom, which is going to be awesome. It's going to be a super, super awesome thing here. So understanding the Bible from a Messianic Jewish perspective is key to understanding scripture. And it's definitely under, I mean, we look through, we look at the Bible through, through whatever eyes you were born in. Like I'm, I look through it like Western eyes, American eyes. Some of you might be in Australia or something. And you know, or China or Japan, you, you look at the scripture through your own culture, right? Well, if you want to understand the Bible in the way it was un meant to be understood, then you got to understand the Hebrew roots of the word of God. And you got to understand the culture to which the writers of the Bible, which were inspired by God and the Holy Spirit, who is part of the Godhead, by the way, um, you got to understand the context in which it's written, you know, and, and, you know, you wouldn't go to any other book and take something out of the context of that book and then make it apply to something current. Like, for example, you wouldn't go read the book, the Harry Potter book, uh, you know, the book, the Harry Potter books. You wouldn't go read those books, take a line out of there and go, oh, well, this applies to blah, 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 and make it say that, right? You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do it with a newspaper. You wouldn't do it with any other work of historical 
uh, validity or um, impact, but people do it with the Bible all the time and thereby miss the actual whole picture of the Bible because they're completely misapplying it, which is why, uh, you know, which is why taking one verse out of context is never a good idea. Although I will admit that if you do it in the book of Proverbs, it's, it's more acceptable because by a very virtue of the fact that it's a proverb, you can actually take it out of context because they're, you know, it's a proverb. It's meant to be, you know, a line <laughs> or maybe two. Yeah, not taking out of context, but since, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, he there's does. Little, there's little quips, little nuggets of wisdom one after the other. So you can take a verse and apply it to something that each, almost every verse stands alone. Right. Because it, it alone is a proverb. Right. So I also want to make a comment, too, about this song, you know, Matthew West um, wrote. I don't know if he actually wrote it, but he's singing it. Um, <clears throat> it really goes to the, the idea of, um, you know, being, being who you are, you know, just being authentic, being real, uh, with who you are. And I got to tell you guys something, you know, that's, that's on my heart because, um, uh, yeah, cause I just found out something pretty significant, which, which leads me to my following commentary, and that's this. First of all, I want to say thank you to all of you who do listen to the show. Thank you for listening to the show, for being a friend of the show, for uh, those of you who donate, thank you for giving to Randall and I. Um, I hope you know that when you donate money to us, it goes to exactly what we say it goes to. You know, if you donated to our pet fund for, for the vet, for our vet bills, it goes there. Uh, if you donate just to, you know, our regular Bible News Radio fund, it actually goes into my Bible News Radio account and it goes towards the bills that we incur every month doing the show. Um, and I don't take that lightly. I never take it lightly when people give money to me <clears throat> because honestly, you don't have to. And most of you have never met me in person, although a lot of you have. Most of you have actually talked to me on the phone, you know, our regular viewers. Um, but, you know. There are a lot of scammers out there, and what I can tell you is, unfortunately, there's people that use God's name to scam people, and they do it in various ways, and I don't like that. Uh, it's, a, it's a bad, bad testimony because, you know, people, people trust people of faith, and to abuse that trust uh, and then claim you're a Christian and abuse that trust... Um, to me, you know, you're gonna, you're definitely gonna have to answer to God on that one. Okay, I, I will just say that. But here's the other thing I want to encourage you all in, and and that is, you know, and I'm encouraging myself in this too. If you get a gut feeling about somebody, and you you question, you actually start questioning somebody, their integrity, who they are as people. Listen to your gut. Don't be swayed by, you know, um, a beautiful presentation or, or declarations of, you know, well, this is who I really am or a woe is me story. Don't even be swayed by that either. Um, listen to the gut and your intuition. And then the other thing I would say um, is look at the fruit 
of people's lives. And, and this is something, maybe it's because I'm a little older now, you know, I'm middle-aged and I feel more motherly. Um, you know, um, I have a local friend that calls me mama, which I, I find very endearing. She calls it, she says it to everybody, but I just find it personal endearing. And I, I, I find it sweet because although I'm not old enough to be her mother, um, I am maternal. I'm very maternal and I'm very protective. And if I had little kids, I would like definitely put them under my wing and make sure that I'm, I protect them. And here's the thing about your faith that I got to say, and that is this. If you're hanging out with friends who are not building you up in your faith, get rid of those friends. I don't care who it is. If you have family members you're hanging out with or who you spend too much time with or, you know, whatever, and they're not building you up in your faith, if they're not praying for you or asking you how they can pray for you and they're not talking to you about God's word or encouraging you in your faith. You know what? These aren't your friends who aren't building you up as believers. We don't just hang out with one another for, you know, the sake of being a Christian club. And I believe that here, even in, in media, in Christian media, you know, don't hang out with me because I'm making you feel good. I'm telling a joke, bringing your spirits up. I don't want you to hang out with me for that reason. I want you to hang out with me because you're, be, you're being challenged in your walk with God and your faith. You're being convicted of sin and you're going, oh my gosh, I need to change that particular thing. You know, you let the Lord convict you of your sin and then, and then you change as a result of it. You know, um, there are people who play well, they pretend well, the Bible talks about this in the book of Jude, you know, they crept in among us. Um, and I'll tell you what, the devil's people are very crafty and they know exactly what they're doing. And sometimes they're closer to you than you might think, you know, but God's word tells us to be as wise as a serpent and as innocent as a dove. And I want you to know something, people, doves are not innocent and they're not stupid. I happen to have a front window with three bird feeders on it where doves come to it almost every day as long as there's bird food in it. Doves are aggressive little birds. They have little heads and big bodies. They think they're the, you know, hey, look at her. You know, why is the serpents as innocent as doves? Doves aren't all that innocent. They look innocent. They look cute. But I tell you what, they're aggressive little birds. Now, now I'm not telling you to be aggressive. <laughs> you know, as a Christian, but I am telling you not to take crap from people. And if you think somebody is lying to you or you think that they are, are defrauding you in any way, and I don't mean just monetarily. I mean, when I mean, when I say defraud, I mean, stealing your time, stealing your, 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 uh, material, um, stealing your confidence, stealing, stealing something from you, you know, then remove yourself from them. You know, I've been doing this for the last couple of months in particular. I have to tell you that there is a whole different atmosphere in my heart and in my mind and my spirit because I've done that. Um, has it been easy? Heck no. Because you know why? Because I'm a nurturer. I am a mother. I, I am you know, I want people to get better. I want people to do well. I want people to recover from their problems, whatever it might be. I want to assist. That's who I am. I mean, that's, that's what I am. 
But, you know, there comes a time when it's more important to realize that you can't be God or the Holy Spirit in people's lives. You have to let it go and you have to move forward and you have to just say, you know what, enough is enough. This person isn't doing anything for me spiritually. And that needs to be your number one priority, in my opinion. You know, it's funny because I have um, a couple of really good close friends that have been in my life for decades. And one of my friends just really irritates me sometimes. I just, I want to punch her in the nose, to be honest. <laughs> but the reason I want to punch her in the nose is because she, she actually, like, she'll call me out. She'll say, well, have you prayed about that? <laughs> what did the Lord tell you about that? She always comes back to, to God. And she isn't, she isn't being hyper spiritual or super spiritual. This is a friend that that has been in ministry for a number of decades and she's had her ups and downs of her life. And she's, you know, her and I have gone through some interesting, um, things in, in our relationship. And, but one thing I can count on is she's going to call me out in God, in Christ. And she's not going to give me any BS and say, Oh, whatever, blah, blah. No, she's going to say, you know what? Hey, you need to pray about that. You need to repent about that. And you need friends like that. I see Kim in there, Gina, um, a couple others of you. Sean was in there a minute ago. <clears throat> Chris. Um, anyway, so you need friends like that. You need friends who are going to hold you accountable, that you're going to be able to move forward with, that are going to encourage you and challenge you in your faith. You know, there are friends out there who want to encourage you like, hey, tonight, let's watch, you know, The Bachelorette or whatever, you know. They want to encourage you on guard and crap, and crap like that. That's not where your encouragement needs to be. And you know what? The, the idea of memorizing the Word of God, people encouraging you in that. You know, I mean, with, with my business, with Legal Shield, I can tell you what. We have 10 core commitments in our, in our business makeup model. And, and the model is significant because if you are committed to quote the 10 core commitments, like one of them happens to be reading 10 pages of a good book a day. How hard is that? It doesn't take long. I mean, let's say it takes you two minutes to read one page. You know, two times 10 is 20 minutes, 20 measly minutes. Most of you waste that on your phone, scrolling through the news or playing some stupid phone game, right? But let's just say you took that one core commitment of reading 10 pages a day in the Bible, just 10 pages in the Bible. Imagine how your life would change as a result. But let me ask you something. Are you doing that? Or is somebody in your life holding you accountable to that? I don't mean just, I don't mean doing it in that Bible study. I just mean opening the Bible every day, reading 10 pages a day. Do you do it? Do you memorize God's word? Do you hide it in your heart? Or are you living on things maybe you've heard a million times or you, you, um, you know, you memorize it as a kid or you hear it a lot because other people say it, or are you living on a diet of Christian music that's really theologically fluffy and syrupy and, you know, and sticky, <laughs> sugary or bubble gummy, like Amy Grant would say. It's just a question. So I just want to encourage you in that because, because you know, times are dark and if you're going to be armored up, you know, if you're going to be strong in your faith, you're going to have to have deep roots that are firmly planted. You know, um, one of my favorite Psalms in the whole Bible is Psalm 1. And I'm going to read it to you. 
I have it mostly memorized, but just so I don't mess it up, I'm going to, I'm going to pull it up here and I'll read it to you. Just to remind you, I'll take a little sip of this in the meantime. So make sure I have my favorite version open. Let's see here. New American Standard is the best version out there. I know there's a debate about that, but for this host. So anyway, it says this, how blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Number one, you're blessed if you don't walk in the counsel of the wicked. Where do we hear the counsel of the wicked? I've said this before. Turn on your TV. There you go. You know, turn on Facebook. There you go. There's the counsel of the wicked. <laughs> Anything that is not from the word of God is relatively the counsel of the wicked if it doesn't line up with God's word. Nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates when? Day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season. Note that, people. The fruit will yield in season. It's not going to happen overnight. It takes cultivation. It takes watering. And then it yields its fruit in season. And its leaf does not wither. And in whatever he does, he prospers. Right? And let me tell you this. Prosperity isn't just financial. You know, prosperity. I was talking to Randall about this right before we got on. You know, right now we're struggling financially, like a lot of people. But you know what we have in our marriage, in our family, in our life that so many people don't have? First of all, we have a good, healthy marriage. You guys see it. I mean, if we didn't truly love one another, really like each other, we wouldn't want to be together. We wouldn't, we wouldn't do this show together. We wouldn't go play pickleball together. We wouldn't goof off together. We wouldn't take care of our animals together. We would just say, let's just live separate lives, like two ships passing in the night. How sucky would that be? <laughs> you know, that, that, and a lot of marriages are that way, right? I hate to say it, even in the church, they're that way, right? So prosperity isn't necessarily a financial thing. It could be prosperity. It could be, you know, that you're prospering spiritually, that you're, that you're, you're emotionally healthy and growing in your marriage or your life with your healthy relationships. You don't have drama queens or kings in your life sucking you dry, you know, with their drama, you know. Um, it, it could be in, in decisions that you make or wisdom and understanding that God gives you as a result of you spending time in his word. But anyway, it goes on to say here, the wicked are not so, but they are like chaff, which the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows the ways of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish, people. Don't ever forget that. The way of the wicked will perish. So don't take counsel from the wicked. Don't, don't take your advice or your confidence or your, you know, the opinions of mankind or your relationships that you're in from the wicked because they are going to perish, okay? They're going to perish. You want to be around people you're going to spend eternity with. And frankly, I look forward to that. I look forward to getting to know many of you um, in eternity. I don't know how that's going to work, but what I can say is that, you know, I am really thankful uh, for the medium of, of a periscope, of 
the other places, you know, that we, we have the show on. You know, we're not out to make a big name for ourselves, God forbid. <laughs> yeah, I don't need that headache. But I am here to encourage you in your faith and to make disciples. And I might not be the most perfect person for you to listen to some days. Maybe I'm kind of a weenie some days. You're like, ugh, not her again. You can always shut me off, you know. Just saying, click. <laughs> and I'm out of there. Hey, and hi, hey, Annette. Uh, but you know, here's, here's the thing. Those of you who stick around, I believe God has drawn you to here for a reason. And I hope, you know, and I would like to hear why you stick around, why you come and listen to our show. Those of you who are here all the time, I want to know what it is that keeps you coming back. Cause you don't have to, you know, and we've developed, or rather I could say God has developed people here who, who genuinely do love us and care about us. I mean, you wouldn't be giving us money if you didn't really care for us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, I appreciate that a lot. And I just want to encourage you in that. If you don't have somebody praying with you or for you or you're accountable to in your faith and that's building you up, get rid of them. The people who are dragging you down spiritually, go like that. You don't have to you know, like unfriend them or whatever, but you know, talk to the hand. And go on. Uh, Sean says he likes us both as people. Well, thank you. I think we're pretty good people, actually. <laughs> Not trying to be boastful, but I think, you know, if you, here's here's what I can tell. I will tell you this, and this is absolute truth. I am the type of person who will be your friend forever. Okay, but you lie to me. And you do it more than once or twice or three times and you don't deal with it, you're gone. Then you're gone. Bye-bye. Because I will not put up with a liar in my life. I just can't. I can't. That is my big thing. And if you're a woman, you come on to my husband, that will be it as well. You're gone. Uh, you know, or if I find out you're abusing or defrauding something, goodbye. I don't have time for that. Um... <clears throat> <sighs> can't stand lying yeah i can't either i grew up with a liar and you know i was a, i was abused by a liar so that's you know don't lie to me Bareface. yeah just a little uh not different facet but another facet of that about you're not keeping company with those that yeah, yeah. bad company corrupts good morals yeah yeah Galatians chapter 6 tells us, Brethren, if anyone is caught in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, each one looking to yourself so that you will not be tempted. So if there is someone that is doing something that isn't spiritual, and, you know, I think we should make an, whereas they would want to, maybe drag us down and with that we should make an attempt to correct them you know but uh not not to the not to the extent we get in the mud with them uh verse right. two says bear one another's burdens and thereby fulfill the law, law of christ for if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing he deceives himself but each one must examine his own work, and then he will have reason for boasting in regard to himself alone, and not in regard to another. For each one will bear his own load. Yeah. And 
and the idea there, the difference between burden and load, as it comes out there in the New American Standard, and others, burden is something just overwhelming, too much for one person. But load is is what you know a, a single person's load. You know, carrying something to market. You know, each one shall bear his own load. If if someone is trying to you know, to be codependent, you know, they think they're going to be um, in God's good graces based upon your spirituality, you know. Well, I like to hang out with you because you're more spiritual than I am, or, you know. Well, I screwed up here. Will you pray for me? Oh, well, I, you know. Uh, and they're a continual, you know, continually unfaithful to the Lord, continually falling, and, you know, they're not, they're not bearing their own load, uh, making no effort to grow spiritually, um, then, yeah, then it's time to, you know, make your distance. Right. Excuse me. As, you know, First Corinthians 5, you know, if, when I told you not to keep company with immoral people i didn't mean the immoral people of the world because then you'd have to go out of the world but if anyone you know called a brother as a fornicator an idolater a violer you know etc a drunkard you know have no fellowship with such a one do not even eat with such a one um yeah if, if someone calls himself a believer and is in continual is it in a continual mess you know, and continual sin, really habitual sin. Then, right. as hard as it is, we're we're told to not even, you know, basically have no fellowship with them because mm -hmm. they're not carrying their own load. Anyway, yeah, there you go. So, I'm done. All right, so let's get to the article: Free Bibles for Kanye fans. Group makes offer after Jesus has King has many searching. This is an interesting article uh, written by um, <clears throat> Caleb Park from foxnews.com, people. Yeah, it is. There it is. Okay. Thanks to Kanye West, more young people are seeking answers about Christianity. Google searches for Jesus and the query, what do Christians believe, spiked after West's gospel rap album, Jesus is King, dropped Friday. The album has many biblical references like this portion from his song, Selah, John 8:33. We, the descendants of Abraham, ye should be made free, John 8:36. To whom the Son set free is free indeed. He saved a wretch like me. The 42-year-old born-again believer recently shared he reads his Bible before going to bed. American Bible Society wants to give that same opportunity to those who have heard the album and are interested in the faith. The ministry, which was started in 1816, launched, launched Bibles for Kanye fans to aid those with questions by offering free access to the Bible, giving away up to 1,000 copies of the Good News translation for free. Um, and it says here, um, Kanye West attends the FGI 36th Annual Night of Stars Gala at Soprani Wall Street on October 24th in New York City. When we saw... An influential cultural figure like Kanye inspiring young people to curiously seek out answers to their faith questions. We saw that as an opportunity to do what we do best 
as an organization to provide God's word and point people to it as a source to their questions about faith. Dr. John Farquhar Plake, the organization's director of ministry intelligence, told Fox News. <laughs> Sometimes it's the hardest part about this show is reading the names. Yep. Anyway, <clears throat> America... American Bible Society's annual State of the Bible survey found that 61% of millennials and 58% of Gen Zers uh, said they're curious about the Bible, and half of the unchurched people said they are curious as well to know what the Bible actually says. Uh, Plake added, Kanye's album just points to this cultural curiosity, and we're happy to stand in the gap and say, if you're curious about the Bible, we want to provide one to you. Anyone in the U.S. interested in receiving a Bible completely free of charge uh, can do one, uh, can do so by filling out the form at this link, and it's abs dot bible forward slash Kanye. Um, let's see here, and then it goes on to say here, West's personal pastor Adam Tyson, the senior pastor of Placer Placerita Placerita Bible Church outside of Los Angeles, has been leading him in a Bible study since August, and has been preaching the gospel at Sunday events. Sunday service events, most recently in Los Angeles on Sunday. Kanye started visiting our church back in mid-May. Uh, he asked me to help him to learn more about God from the Bible, so I started a Bible study with him and others in a Calabasas in August. The pastor added, in addition to leading a Bible study, we have lots of conversations about how to love God, love others, walk in holiness, as well as working on the new album, Jesus is King. Aside from the memes and parodies many have shared online about turning back to God or going to church for the first time listening to the album. This week, several pastors and churches addressed the new album one way or another. A Texas church held a gospel of Kanye-themed Bible study Wednesday night, and Pastor Rich Wilkerson Jr. preached a sermon Sunday titled, Closed on Sunday, the same name of West song that references Chick-fil-A. So there you are, people. So, um, so, and this raises a lot of interesting questions. I got to tell you something. I just joined TikTok, T-I-K-T-O-K. And if you don't know what TikTok is, it's, it's, a, it's a mobile app, kind of like Periscope, but it's really not. Um, you can live stream actually on it, um, but you, you do short little, little video clips, kind of like Instagram. It's actually connectable to Instagram, Snapchat. Facebook, all pretty much everywhere you can take your TikTok messages and throw them out there. And I I saw my friend Chocolate Johnny on TikTok a while back, and so I was kind of like interested in it, and I finally decided to download it. So today I was on there, and I was searching categories, you know, Christianity, Bible, and stuff like that. And I was amazed. First of all, it seems like the audience for TikTok is is younger people, teenagers and people in their 20s. So there's a lot of interesting, uh, a lot of culture in there. I mean, a lot of goof, weird stuff too. But, but there is a whole load of people, uh, youngsters who are Christians in there, who are actually um, sharing the gospel or they're sharing parts of their Christian life, you know, promoting the Lord. And there was stuff about Kanye in there as well. And I shared on my Instagram, it's my Stacy.Lynn.Harp Instagram story. I shared a part of Kanye West uh, saying, answering a, an interview question about 
uh, is he going to share, you know, the gospel with people? And, and basically he said that that's kind of what his purpose in life is now. Is he a false prophet? Somebody's asking here in the, in the, the chat room. I would say, I don't know that he's a prophet at all. <laughs> um, I would say that he's a baby believer in Christ. Um, and his spiritual life concerns me personally because of that. Uh, because he is a young believer, he's a babe in Christ. And we kind of addressed that a little bit a couple of days ago when we talked about it. Um, so, but I bring this story up about the Bibles, uh, because when I was a kid and somebody, um, shared the gospel with me, I didn't have a Bible. I went home and I asked my mom for one and she was like, I don't know, I'm not going to give you a Bible. And, um, anyway, to make a long story short, it was a friend of mine that actually her grandmother gave me a copy of the Bible. So I understand that there's people out there who might not have access to a Bible because I was one of those people, you know? Of course, that was before Amazon. That was before ChristianBook.com. Right. That was before... You version. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah. So those who are curious about the Bible really should have no trouble obtaining it at right. least at least in the western world download you version app on your phone and you'll have a copy of your bible in the united states impeach impeach trump go to you version download that on your phone there you go you got a bible right there i'm not giving away bibles <laughs> just so you know bible news radio does not give away bibles all right before bible apps you're old yeah my first couple of years as a christian were radical myself the version app is free. Yes, it is. Okay, so um, yeah. So let's let's speaking of the U version app. I really hate this story, but I'm going to share it. So it says here, sex offender accused of using that Bible app to target teen girls. Yeah, I hate this. It says here, Douglas Earl Kersey is accused of using the U version Bible app to securely or secretly rather. Reach out to underage girls at a Hillsborough County Church youth group. Um, according to a warrant, Kersey was eventually charged thanks to an observant congregation, congregation member who noticed the odd online behavior and notified the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. She's a hero to me. She's a real hero, said Reverend Russell Meyer. He's part of the Lutheran Parish of Tampa and heads two churches. To his knowledge, his church's were not involved in this case. Court documents show FDLE uh, received the tip in late September. The churchgoer told the agency Kersey was using the Bible app so he can befriend young teenage girls in their church and communicate with them online. The Bible app touts itself as being on more than 350 million devices worldwide. Unfortunately, it's not surprising, Meyer said. There's a world of nasty people who want young children and open platforms give them an open door to them. The churchgoer told the investigator she became suspicious of Kiersey's activity and searched his name online after, after he friend requested several teenage girls in their youth group. It was unheard of for me, and I've been with the sheriff's office 21 years and been an investigator school resource 
deputy foot i think these things are poorly written yes. said detective teresa grooms who worked the case for the for the hillsborough county sheriff's office i did not even know that they could friend request and converse on that app yeah you can actually and i don't take all friend requests on news version myself just so you know anyway the tipster learned kiersey was a registered sex offender after looking up his name she told investigators Kersey's list of friends consisted mostly of young females. The girls in her church group who accepted his friend request were all minors, and that was concerning to her. It was very concerning, Groom said. You have young ladies that are meeting in a youth group to study the Bible, study the church activities, and you have a registered sex offender who has projected himself into that group. The FDL searched Kersey and realized he failed to do one of the 22 legal rules and regulations sex offenders sign and acknowledge they will adhere to. According to the court documents, Kiersey did not disclose to HCSO any email addresses, websites, and profiles to social media accounts he was using, including the Bible app. Failure to report the information is a third-degree felony. Yeah. So simply to say, well, it's a Bible program, nothing could go wrong, misunderstands who is allowed to use the Meyer set of the app. Um, Kersey has a criminal history of unlawfully communicating with minors. In 2013, he spent nearly three years in prison for transmission of material harmful to minors and unlawful use of a two-way communication device. He admitted to HCSO and FDLE investigators he did not tell them about an email account he was using. He also admitted to actively using the Bible app. Investigators found the app open on his phone after he agreed to a search. I'm really happy to actually hear about the intervention that happened because too often we hear about something terrible that happened to a child too late, Meyer said. Grooms has one piece of advice for parents. Be aware. Check their social media. Check their phones. Check their email addresses. Check their friends, the detective said. Then you have to double and quadruple check. The Hillsborough County Chief's Office will not name the church involved because of its interpretation of Marcy's Law. The agency is looking into whether there are any other apps Kiersey may have used to illegally communicate with minors. So there you go. Um, which brings me to another issue, and that has to do with, uh, uh, with identity theft protection. And I will tell you one of the things, um, you know, I've been talking to you guys about identity theft protection and a couple of you have it. Really glad about that. One of the features I want to highlight on here, though, with identity theft protection is that we monitor. Um, we actually have enhanced sex offender monitoring and alerts in our um, thing. In fact, let me just show you something here. If I can pull it up, I want to show you this. Let me see. I'm going to pull up my ID Shield app, which is right there. I'm going to open it up just for a second here. It might take just a second to verify my identity. And then I'm going to go into here. You see where it says sex offender there? I don't know if you can see it. See where it says sex offender? I don't know if you can see it there. Can't really see it very well. But I will hold it up better to where you can see it. Okay, see that right there where it says sex offender? Right there. I right, gotta put it in front of the camera. Well, anyway, it's right there. So what this does, oops, seriously, did I just log myself out? <laughs> How'd that happen? Okay, log in. 
seriously. It just logged me out. And let's see here. I can log myself in. Uh, or maybe I could bring it up on the web and share the page. Uh, share what page? Well, I could go into the web interface. Yeah, well, what I was going to do is I was going to show the, the sex right. offenders in my area, in our area, that are highlighted on the app. Uh, but for some reason, it just shut on me. And I don't have my password memorized because it's a strong password. So I'll have to. Can you log into yours? Yeah, I should be able to. Okay. Anyway, hold on. Let me get back into Periscope so I can see what's going on in there. So the thing I want to tell you, though, is about the sex offender um, registry. Once you sign up for ID Shield, it gives you the option to pick one, two, three, four, or five miles radius of where you live. And then you can see the sex offenders all in your area. So that's one way you can monitor sex offenders. The, the other way is that if your kids are on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter, then those four social media platforms are also monitored. So in the event there is something inappropriate that that is shared, like a sex offender is tweeting, you know, or sending sexually inappropriate messages to that child, then you will be actually notified and you'll get an alert that that is happening. And there's new sex offenders. Hey, Beth. Yeah. Who are, and, who are found in your area. Yes. You can pull that up. Yeah. Okay. So this is one reason to get identity theft protection. The ID Shield family plan is actually, um, and don't show that address of ours. Yeah, I'll, I'll cut, cut, cut that out. We don't want the whole world to know where we live. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, so that's one of the that's one reason I would encourage a parent to say, hey, you know what? There is. Um, I can do this. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So for like thirty bucks a month, you can monitor your whole family. And get identity theft protection for 10 kids, 18 and under, plus two parents or domestic partners or homosexual couples, whatever. Um, we cover all three bureaus. And you can find out who the sex offenders are in your area. Of course, those are all addresses being shown as well. But anyway, the point is, is that's what it looks like. If you just scroll up through them, you can do that. Yeah. Um, just show some pictures but that's actually what it, it comes down to you know is you know being proactive as a parent um and identity theft protection with legal shield is a great way to do that um because of the sex offender monitory and you know what every time there's a new one in my area i'm like okay now i know and i can see if it's a friend of mine because this is a pretty slow this is a pretty small town i live in and i'm like oh good so far i don't know anybody <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, all right. So, yeah, speaking of that also, I want to say um, I am looking for help, right? I am looking for help. Um, if you're interested in learning how you can earn extra money for Christmas to help with Christmas, then I want to talk to you about how you can maybe help me with that and, um, you know, and become a Legal Shield partner with me or get coverage that will help 
you as well as us here at Bible News Radio. We're always looking to help each other, and that's what that's about. So just get in touch with me if you have any questions about that. The other thing is, um, if you want to donate to our show, just go over to BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give and specify what you want to give it to. Um, I was sharing earlier that, you know, we've incurred some unexpected vet bills, about $4,000 worth, actually. Um, if you want to help us with that, uh, we don't have it. And the truth is we maxed out our care credit for animals. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> technically they can't come after you if you're paying $10 a month or something. Uh, but it would be good <laughs> be able to be able to get that down. Is Tug over there? Can you show everybody Tuggy Bear, what he looks like and what happened? You know? I well, think he's, he's probably laying behind you, right? Yes, yeah, so he's crashed out. No, well, just pick him up. Show everybody. Well, Grover's in my lap. Oh, we'll put Grover down. So, put a one if you want to see Tuggy Bear in his eye and how he looks right now, because he had a really bad eye surgery. It's a good eye surgery. It was a good eye surgery, but but it's correct a bad problem. Look, yeah, a corneal ulcer. Back to decimet decimeta. Seal. That's it. Decimeta seal. Uh, an ulcer that perforates decimets layer. People are putting ones. All right. Ah, there's more ones than leave him alone. <laughs> the man said leave him alone. The girls are saying one, one. Give me a one. <laughs> All right. Stand by. You are my people. Yeah, you are. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, G Dog. Put you down. Don't worry. G Dog won't be able to deal with it okay by the way this is the love of randall's life just so you know all right see what we can do here okay maybe i'm gonna go solo on camera gonna okay. go solo on camera and then hold him up okay here am okay. i and we don't have the ticker on. Why don't we have the ticker on? What happened? I don't know. I don't know. Let's bring it back. And then, oh, there's Tug, and you can see his left eye looks kind of pink. That's because there's a conjunctival graft over his left eye. Yeah. There you go. You see it? Did you put, like, goop stuff on it? Yeah. No. Oh. All right. Not yet. There he is. He's literally the face of evil. Literally? What do you mean literally? <laughs> He's got one red eye. Okay. Ah, <laughs> oh, poor little tuggy bear. Yeah. You know, the Bible right. says that uh, 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 animal owner that takes care of his owner, God, God loves and will bless. True story. Well, sort of, kind of. I think you're thinking like Proverbs. Um, is it so what happened was that we went to a conference in Utah. And before we went, his eye was red and it was watery. And we thought, well, it was just allergies or whatever. It had been that way for a few days. And we were like just kind of waiting to see what would happen if it would pass. Because it didn't look really serious. Then when we were in Utah, our dog sitter... Um, started freaking out about it and took him to the vet and then the vet kind of gave us the bad news that it was kind of it was um 
basically he had stabbed his eye somehow, or we're not really sure. Well, didn't necessarily stabbed his eye. Something happened that it became irritated and the ulcer formed mm-hmm. on his yeah. cornea and actually went all the way through. Yeah. And, um, it's anyway, crazy what they can do, though. Proverbs 12.10, a righteous man regards the life of his animal, yes. but the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. Right. Well, we are righteous people. We're caring for our animal. That animal's co- cost us about six grand in the last couple of years, so. <laughs> I would say last five, so. 6,000 amortized over five years. Less expensive than children. True. And I will, I will tell you, I will honestly tell you that I was so genuinely heartwarmingly touched by this little dog uh, that, you know, he still follows me around. He still, he, he never gave up his job, his, his, his duty for whenever, when we got him, he immediately started following me and protecting me. Mm-hmm. Nobody will ever get into my bathroom. I am totally protected in the bathroom because he sits outside that door. He'll bite their toes off. Yep, he would. And, like, I come out, he's there. Um, you know, he's he's just, uh, um, you know, he's he's just, this, he's the love of my life. No, he's, Aww. well, he's a good boy, but he's the face of evil because he teaches my dog, Grover, bad tricks and vice versa they both <laughs> picked up each other's bad habits none of the good habits have worn it's off true anymore. it's true it's really funny grover like always cries when he gets a bath and he throws a little fit and blah, blah, blah. now tug does right and tug is a show dog he's a retired show dog he you know he's used to getting baths and stuff yeah when we first got him i mean nothing phased nothing him. phased him at all but now he's got a whimper when he gets a bath and and then, but now Grover whimpers when he's hungry and I know sad puppy look, feed me and whimpers and didn't used to do that. They're both brats. Bottom line, tug. they're yeah. brats, they're brats, they're brats. Anyway. But mama loves them. <laughs> tug picked up Grover's incessant barking upon coming home and then, and then Grover picked up Tug's uh, scavenging for food. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. So several other stories here. Yeah, we do. Okay. We we only got like five minutes left of the show. So let's see. What should we go next? Well, the uh, I put in the title about the Philly Bible printer. So okay. we should go we'll do there. that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Philly printer to lay off 174 shut plant by Christmas. Um. So this says here. Um. They say the Bible business has really gone soft and their warehouses are full, said Wayne Cox, business representative for Graphic Communications Conference, Teamsters Local Union 4C, based in Clifton Heights, which represents 150 of the workers along with printers at other companies in central Pennsylvania. LSC didn't reply to an inquiry seeking comment. Let's see here. The one-story Roosevelt Boulevard plant was built by National Publishing in 1997 to replace its landmark loft printing factory at 24th and Locust Streets, blah, blah, whatever. Okay. 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 
Cox said he started on the line at National Publishing in 1973. It seemed a job with a secure future. He noted the Bible is the number one seller. The Philadelphia plant printed Bibles for Tennessee-based Bible distributor Gideon's International. The company had also published medical books and titles from its own small publishing line. The Inquirer. Okay, that's an ad. Okay, all right, this is here. Okay, Gideon Bibles were were long a fixture in U.S. hotel rooms and other public places, but within the with the decline in U.S. church going and a rise in travelers from non-Christian countries, Holy Scripture may be less in demand some places. The Atlantic City's largest hotel casino made headlines when it declined to stock rooms with Gideon Bibles in 2003, and a wide availability of online books has reduced demand for physical printing. National was acquired by Massachusetts-based Christian-oriented publisher Courier Corp. in 1975, but continued to do business under its old name. Courier was bought by printer R.R. Donnelly in 2015 and spun off as part of a new company, LSC Communications, in 2016. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Well, anyway, bottom line, they're going to stop printing. They're going to lay off people. I should have read that before we shared it. Just so it would go smoother, or? Mm-hmm. That was a badly written article too. Yeah, I am at the bottom line. Yeah, national national publishing, or you know, still called that, even though it's part of LS, what LS three LSE Communications or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember now. Uh, LSC Communications. Uh, yeah, the in the United States, the primary printer for Gideon Scriptures. Uh, the Gideons tried to have Bibles printed as close as possible to where they're going to be distributed to keep costs down. You know, there's no printing Bibles in the U.S. and shipping them over to Nigeria to have them distributed. You know, I don't know where Nigerian scriptures are printed, but I'm pretty sure it's not the U.S. Right. There may be. Anyway, I know there's a printer in India. There's one in Vienna. There's there's several uh, Bible printers around the world that the Gideons International uses. So here in the U.S., where Bible distributions are actually down, they're up in other places of the world. I think it's a sign of the times. Maybe it's because people are using version or whatever else. I also think there's a, there is a, I don't want to say zeitgeist or whatever, but there's, you know, we're in a, we're in a we're moving toward a post-Christian society here in the states, and as we looked at various, uh, we looked at various uh, studies and um, surveys, and we see the declining. Whereas, 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 there's free Bibles for Kanye fans, and and those sorts of searches are on the uptick. Um, on Google, such as Christianity, um, I would say for the most part, we're seeing a disinterest in in things, in the things of God, especially Christianity. 
which here is, in the United States. Which is why tomorrow night, Sunday night, people, we are going to have Sunday in the scriptures with Bareface. Yeah, we are. So join us again tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central Time when you'll hear, you will hear Randall say, let us pray. Let's open up God's word and read it together. Uh, that was that was supposed to be funny. I was trying to do well. Did you see how I was trying to do that? We were trying to like uh, silly songs with Larry. Then the next time when you will hear Larry say, no. mm. Gina also says here that her daughter's dog barks and my mine picked it up. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, so join us tomorrow night, um, 8 p.m. Central Time for Bible News Radio. Again, don't forget our sponsor, Ariel Ministries. You can go check them out. Uh, use the coupon code Bible News um, to save 20% on anything in their store. If you want to donate to us, BibleNewsRadio.com. If you want to join my text message list, text the term Bible News to 33222. And don't forget, be bold, stand up and go with God. Because he loves you. And we'll talk to you tomorrow.